Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Gambit live podcast. Um, I'm SoloBase15. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth, and we're here to talk about Grand Arena. How are you tonight, Zareth? I'm doing well, Solo. I'm a little distressed right now, actually. I, uh, I don't have... The, uh, I don't have a hard node to farm. I've, har I've, I've farmed every single hard node, and I don't have a character I can farm now. <laughs> That's actually quite annoying. Uh, <laughs> I am almost there with you. I Almost. I think I have... Oh, I only have the Y-Wink left. So... Have no fear, though. The Mandalorian should be here in a couple weeks, and you will have three new hard nodes to farm. You know, that's what I'm actually waiting for. I, I keep threatening to, uh, I keep threatening to do my, uh, to start my new account, start a new account. <laughs> uh, you know, what I want to do, though, I want to incorporate the Mandalorian farms into the, uh, into my my farming because I, th I think that grief and mandalorian are going to be one of the top five mandalorian or bounty hunters so um i'm excited and uh kind of disappointed I, it's fun to be done farming but <laughs> I, i'd like to and i'd like to keep it that way for a little <laughs> yeah i um of those three that came in the mandalorian Grief is by far my favorite so far. I, I thought that it was going to be the Mandalorian because you have this great disintegrate ability. But Grief just does so much right now as a G11 character in my normal bounty hunter squad that I, I think he's my favorite at the moment. Yeah, I don't I don't share your optimistic appraisal of him. <laughs> Actually, he is really good. I, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to say that, but um, no, he, he does seem really good. I do think eventually uh, it's like Treya and Scion and Nihilus. It's like, well, sure, you know, like the, you know, Nihilus, I don't know, Nihilus just ends up being the more important one, even though the other two perform probably very similarly uh, important roles. Uh, Nihilus just ends up being the guy that everyone everyone prefers and everyone sees as the, the real threat. And I think that in the end, that, that's what the that's the role the Mando is going to play. But we'll see. Yeah, Maybe we, not. Yeah, we, uh, we will. And I think that they're going to work together fantastically. So it's like you mentioned the Sith trio. It's not, it's not that Scion or Trey are bad, but when you put them all together, it's a, it's a great little team there. So hopefully that's true. Absolutely. Um, one thing I should point out though is today is our first live uh, filming or recording of our podcast and we have two people watching i think that's probably you and me <laughs> oh actually wow we just got three more as i'm watching so welcome nice. to everyone who's here and uh this isn't going to change our podcast too much we do want to have it a little more interactive though um and so this this is an exciting time for us yes it is um for all those out in listener land and of course, it's Mio Baca is one of the ones here. Welcome. Um, the, <laughs> what we're going to do, 
with this podcast is it's still going to be very podcast listener friendly. Um, while we may put stuff up on the screen occasionally, like for instance, we're going to talk about the road ahead today. We will pull up the road ahead. You will be able to get everything you need from listening. You're not going to miss anything by actually uh, not showing up for the live stream. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, we'll have it all recorded. Hopefully, it says it's our Zoom meeting does say that it's recording right now. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Excellent. with that said, I, I will say thank you, Neobaka and Endall. Thank you, Endall. I I spent all day Sunday working on this uh, <laughs> this background by stealing a picture off Google and editing it for us. <laughs> Um, yeah. Solo's good at stealing things. Apparently, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good <laughs> honestly scoundrel. We're, <laughs> we're we're Grand Arena guys. Like you, you can't do well in Grand Arena without stealing all kinds of ideas. Like, you, there are lots of really great original ideas that originate with all these different theory crafters. But I, it, I think anyone who is successful at Grand Arena is uh would be a complete liar face if they told people that they only used their own ideas and didn't actually steal from anyone else because oh. <laughs> like that i don't know that's just plain foolishness in my opinion I, I think some people do just do their own do do their own thing and um that's why no one will remember their name because <laughs> they're, they're not actually making a name for themselves so <laughs> yeah, I, one of my favorite things to do is to go onto some people's uh, GAC history and just see what teams they're using. I have no problem stealing their teams if it looks like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, it's fun to fun to steal teams. And honestly, yeah, I, every once in a while I'll come up with a, a team and a counter that's kind of, I don't know, proprietary in a way. <laughs> but, it, like, I... I don't come up with enough of those to actually win all my Grand Arena stuff. So, you know, you, you want to watch people like uh, like like Endall. He, he's he's the guy who comes up with all the ideas. And then, you know, if I can if I can find a way to adapt it for my own use, then then I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of stealing as well. Before we get too far into this podcast, I do want to thank the guys from the escape pod cast um, because since we've appeared on their show on Friday, we told them that we just started the Twitch channel and they literally helped us steal all of their listeners by constantly tagging them and annoying them uh, to come follow us. So thank you very much to the escape podcast guys. We really do appreciate your help. Um, and maybe we can convince Sarah to put your info <laughs> in the uh, description of this podcast once we actually publish it, because I know they are trying to make a push to hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So they helped us. So I think it's only right that we help them hopefully get some uh, YouTube subscribers. They're trying for a thousand by the end of the summer. So anyone listening here, please go to YouTube. Uh, if you just you, if you just search YouTube for the Escape Podcast and SWGOH, they will pop up 
at the top. So give them a subscribe. They're a fantastic group of guys. Absolutely. Yeah, they they have absolutely earned that. Um, and I will put that in the description for the uh, podcast. Um, and honestly, I bet that we could actually link it here, in fact, on our stream. Um, yes, I will see. need you to do that because my computer is working overtime by hosting the Zoom meeting and this Twitch thing. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll, I will do that eventually. In fact, I think I already have it. Perfect. All right, so it's, it is, it's also in the feed here. Um, so, yeah, if there's so many people watching. I'm sure that <laughs> <laughs> they're all probably people who already have, gave them a sub. But yeah, these guys, uh, one of the thing I really like about the skate podcast guys is they they're so they're so good at promoting uh other creators and i mean there there was one there was one entire week where instead of taking the, the all of the donations and stuff that they normally get during their show uh they didn't they didn't take any for themselves they just put it all toward one of their friends whose uh like complete setup got destroyed uh, by like lightning, just like a freak accident, and his whole setup just got obliterated. Um, like his computer and everything was fried, and so they took all the donations and just sent it to uh, Biscuit Weasel. And uh, I don't know, I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, Absolutely, they do, yeah, yeah. Like they they do a lot of stuff like that. So great guys, great proponents of community, and um, you know, I appreciate that they've. They've uh, let us on our their show a couple times, so they said that we're the second best podcast out there, and I assume they they think that theirs is the best. And I don't know, I, I'm not willing to debate that at this moment. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I'm happy with top two at least. We'll we'll uh, let the listeners decide who's one and two. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say though, for our listeners. Um, you won't find as much cutting edge Grand Arena stuff on theirs as you will on ours. That That's just, you know, if you do, then there's not much point of having our podcast, frankly. <laughs> yeah, well, we both fit different niches. Absolutely. So, with that said, one of the things that they are doing, we've talked about this for the past two weeks now, is they are the creators of the GA Center. Um, now that week two has completed... The GA Center should have episode two Tuesday night um, is when they go live. And they did agree to make some changes to the standings. Last week was, you know, the first week. Um, so obviously you're working out all the small details uh, when you do a project this large. And they have 60 content creators that they're following. Zareth and I are two of them. We are sitting in the top division of division one because there's so many division one streamers and youtubers that they had to break it up into two divisions uh so zareth queso and i are taking on the world basically in division one then endall and black mamba are sitting in the lower half of division one and uh their new scoring system is going to factor in wins first uh which I am happy about, but Zareth, that means that you got knocked down off of <laughs> the first spot. At least, well, we'll see how you end up in week two, but 
you were number one even going two and one last week. So we'll see how you are tomorrow night when the results come in. I love that it's not that you're being elevated because you were so incredibly <laughs> low in the standings last time. It, it's that you're you're happy that I'm getting knocked down. <laughs> well, you know, got to get happy about something because I was right. elevated uh, because I went two and one and I was, I think, third from the bottom just because I didn't get the full clear. Um, so I was elevated, but I'm still at the bottom of two and one. <laughs> right. Well, so uh, for our listeners who aren't necessarily in the know, um, so the, G- the GA Center is kind of like a, if, if you watch Sports Center on ESPN or something, um, they, they do highlights for all the different sports and all the different things. In this case, it's just uh, they're focusing on, they go through 60 different content creators in various stages of development uh, in Grand Arena, and they just talk about what, how their weeks went. They compare them, you know, they, they have them all in their brackets so that they, they have a ranking. They didn't last week use win-loss as the uh, primary way to, uh, way to show success and a lot of the a lot of the people the content creators on their list were a little bit frustrated with that and I mean frankly I I agreed with them I I like the rankings to be win-loss first and then there, there can be tiebreakers but uh, they don't the, the first time they just used the uh, they just used total uh, banners earned and the I mean that that's fine. That it's fine to use that as a tiebreaker, but for the for the hyper competitive guys, like win loss is probably going to be the thing that most people are going to gravitate toward. Um, so, anyways, they they listened to the feedback, and it sounds like they're making some changes. And uh, you know, I, this is it's just, it's a really cool format, frankly. I love that they're they're actually like doing a it's like a news segment every every week. Then they're talking about all these different content creators. People can watch them and discover content creators who are going to fit what they're looking for. And I don't know. I I think it's pretty cool. I 100% agree. Now, with that said, why don't we move into the big news of the actual game this week, since we did have, in theory, big news. Um, So, this week, The Road Ahead came out. Um, It was, well, the biggest complaint of people is that The Road Ahead was short. And there's a reason for that. We all know that The Road Ahead was delayed. And The Road Ahead was delayed from a time that was before uh, Luke came out and before Vader got reworked. And so the original Road Ahead was supposed to mention Vader, was supposed to mention Luke, and then was supposed to contain everything that's in it currently. New version of Road Ahead came out after Luke, came out after Vader. So there's literally only one thing to talk about, and that's what's in the Road Ahead. Um, And that is a new game mode called Galactic Challenges. Um, There is still a lot that they are working out about the Galactic Challenges, so we don't have all of the information right now. Um, And I I do have it pulled up on the screen. Basically what this is, it's it's a new event that they want. um, It's going to involve 
what they call combat puzzles that are going to change on a regular basis. It's going to be events that rotate between different enemy factions. Um, there's going to be different maps. There's going to get, you're going to get different modifiers or it's boosts, I guess you could say, um, depending on the map you're on, who you're fighting, and what team you bring in to fight. Basically, the community forever has been demanding, we want to, we want more to do on a daily basis, and we want a way to use our entire roster. So it sounds like that's what they're trying to give us. These uh, galactic challenges, they haven't nailed down how long they're going to last, but it sounds like they are going to be a frequent thing. And with the different maps and the different modifiers, they are going to give you a, uh, a way to play with your entire roster. So, you know, some people have Gear 12 Phoenix. Maybe we get a map that Gear 12 Phoenix gets some special modifier and that Phoenix team becomes super strong. Um, <laughs> I bet that hurt you to say anything about Phoenix becoming strong. No, because that was my opportunity to say how you have a fully zated Gear 12 Phoenix team, and I did not waste the carbs and stun guns. Um, <laughs> we'll but, see. Maybe they'll, I'll probably get some pretty sweet rewards now, is what I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and, probably suck. Endall has mentioned that it might be a modified Galactic War sort of event, sort of, or like a personalized raid. I'm really curious to see how this plays out. I'm I'm not even cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I am on the optimism train. I hope that this really does provide some fun. You know, I haven't been clamoring for a new game mode uh, because I spend so much time in the game right now as it is. My phone like yells at me every Sunday when it gives me a um, screen time report that I'm spending too much time on between this game and Discord. Um, so for my optimism, I do hope that they bring in at least sims of some of the raids or sim of the assault battles or something. I want to spend more time in these galactic challenges. They sound fun. When I hear the, um, the combat puzzle, I think of something like the Malik event. And they've said multiple times that they liked designing the Malik event and they liked how it played out I'm hoping that it's sort of like that like there's it's not just kill the five people in front of you it's interact with the environment and in a way to kind of take control of the battle um I just hope I don't have to do 40 minutes of assault battles on the same day I'm doing a galactic challenge yeah I I'm I guess I'm cautiously optimistic about it I, I think that Maybe it will end up being pretty cool. Uh, I, I think it also, it just depends. Uh, like they're, they're constantly, it's always been a discussion uh, with them. They've, they've acknowledged it before and maybe they won't now because they're under new management or newish management, but uh, they've always talked about, uh, about how much time we spend in the game. They, they realize that they, if it gets too prohibitive, like it, it just gets, it just gets too crazy uh, and people are going to stop engaging as much. And so I'm, I'm curious because it sounds like a cool new game mode, 
I'm curious to see what exactly they're going to do to uh, reduce our time in the game because Grand Arena is only going to get more complex as we get another division. A lot of people are going to be spending more time because they're going to get another squad in one of the zones. Probably, we're probably going to get a uh, I don't know. The we'll get more. We'll get another squad. We'll get another fleet. It'll just take more time uh, to play Grand Arena. Uh, territory battles are going to be reduced. People are all uh, just because it's more and more solved. People who are still complaining about light side Geonosia, Geonosis, um, I get those complaints, but like definitely in the higher guild level range, like it, you, a lot of people are getting really, really good scores. Like I, I, I got really high scores in my guild last time uh, without, even without Ray, I got one of the highest scores, you know, because I, I knew the, the right strategies and stuff, the right team comps. And so we'll have less of that probably in terms of time, but I guess I guess I just don't see. I, we'll have to see what they're going to take out because I don't I don't know what part of the game they can remove really uh, to make time for these puzzles. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what you can remove is the oldest content. I mean, there's no reason. I know the tank raid takes fifteen twenty minutes on auto. But that's still 50 to 20 minutes on your phone. Make that simmable. The, the rewards aren't even good. <laughs> Just So make it simmable. Um, assault battles. Don't make me hit auto for the first four tiers now that there's six, six or more tiers of an assault battle. Like I, I want the assault battles. I would be happy with an assault battle every day because of the rewards. But just hitting auto on the first four or five tiers still takes 20-something minutes. Get it. Let me sim that. Um, if you don't want to have us sim the challenge tiers because they're newer, I get that. Um, you know, but he help me on those old things that we've done God knows how many times. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, it will just, they, they're going to have to cut, they're going to have to do a lot of things and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. But the, I'm also wondering, like, the, it, it's going to be an interesting thing that there's going to be a more opportunities for people who are good at solving these kind of puzzles because, uh, or at least for the content creators, just on, on that side of things, I, I'm excited because uh, you know, we we can live stream these things, and we can all collectively, as a community, solve these puzzles. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be pretty cool. I, I think we'll see, but it we'll have we'll have a good opportunity. We will. Um, one of the other things that came with this road ahead, and it wasn't specifically in the road ahead, but afterwards. Um, Crumb went on to the Galactic War Report. They kind of talked about the road ahead. They talked about the delay and all that stuff. Um, but he also talked about the work that they're doing behind the scenes. And this is another thing I'm optimistic about because they're upgrading the Unity client. Um, there's a couple of Reddit posts that if you go back and look, I don't have it pulled up here, but explains what that means. 
And all the people that are in the know about using the Unity client are happy that they're upgrading the Unity client. <laughs> um, and so if we have developers that know what they're talking about saying that they're all for it, then I am all for it too. It sounds like it's going to make the, uh, the ability to update in the future easier, which I appreciate. Um, I want them to be able to bring content in and basically just, I, I look at it as like a Lego piece. Like right now they call it spaghetti codes, which I imagine the wires behind my computer and my TV are right now, just all thrown around. Whereas the way they were describing it almost sounds like a Lego house where it's like they have the base set up and you just click the next block in and add it to the game. And if they can do that, um, Hopefully, it makes it easier on them and we get more content. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the other piece of all of this is, uh, well, I don't know. They, they've essentially the, there's been, there's been various speculations and um, I, I don't know how concrete these rumors are. Uh, honestly, maybe they've been verified since then, but I, I mean, it makes sense. People, people have been saying that uh, EAR is d doubling down on Star Wars games. Uh, they're, you know, they're trying to, they want, they need to make more money. Obviously, uh, they want to make more money at least. And so therefore, you know, they're doing Star Wars stuff. People have been saying that this game, their intent is just to wring the last bit of money out of people and leave the game to rot. And I guess I just feel like after all of this, like they, they have been working on this new game mode so that they can create more puzzles for us, might, you know, create more content for us easily. And uh, whether or not it's actually going to end up being a good game mode, the fact is they've put a lot of time and investment into it. And they're, they're not just, their intent isn't just to cancel the game and call it good. I, I think that they're going to, continue to keep this game around for a, a long time, for years. It, it, in my opinion, we'll still have years of this game to go. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, the fact that they're doing so much work on the back end and behind the scenes, you don't invest that much time and money into a game that you plan on cutting off in six months. <laughs> it just, you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, Right. Well, the other piece of it is they gave us a free rework of Vader. I know that they called it a touch up or whatever, yeah. but it's, it was free. Like we don't have to pay for it. And yeah. like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's like this huge, amazing gift to the community or something. Uh, I guess my, I get my thing about it is, um, this is distracting having people comment in our comments. <laughs> I want to read it while I'm talking. <laughs> um, the the thing is, if they're just trying to do a couple quick cash grabs and stuff, like they could have done that without doing a Vader, Vader rework. Like they just did that because they thought that the game needed that. And like, it's a health of the game thing. It's not, it's not a, they make profit off of it. Like there's not actually a way to profit off of this. 
uh, off of the Vader rework that I'm aware of, at least. I mean, maybe maybe like forcing people into gearing characters for his team or something. But I mean, that that's the case for every new character. Yeah, I, I think Vader rework. Well, there's a lot of things about the Vader rework. You know, I, I think it's mostly fantastic. Um, and it was kind of a gift because Jedi Knight Luke was, it was a gift to the older players, you could say, but it was still an expensive gift to the older players. Not many people had all those characters ready for R3 in a span of a week and a half. Um, Vader, A, two weeks earlier, they told you you need to get him to R3. So people were already working on getting Vader to R3 anyway or had him when the rework came out. And B, most of the older players and most of the younger players have an ability to get the Vader, or have Vader. Uh, I know somebody that has a very young account that already now has a G12 Vader because of this rework, gave all the Zetas to it, and now he's doing much better in Arena just from this rework with no money invested. Um, now, Weebone, we're not ignoring you. It's kind of hard to stop the stream of thought. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking about the, when we were talking about the Unity client, you asked, why not break it down for us and tell us about it and tell us how the projected time frame um, <laughs> got messed up in the vague post. Neither of us is saying that Capital Games is good at communication. <laughs> That's uh, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's honestly their biggest weakness. Um, I, I don't understand why they don't have somebody at least once a week saying, hey, guys, here's what we're still working on. Just want you to know we're still working on it. Or, hey, guys, there's going to be a surprise in two weeks. We can't tell you what it is, but we think you're going to enjoy it. Just give us a hint. Give us a teaser. Tell us why you're doing something. Most of this community is smart enough to understand if you say, guys, we're improving uh, behind the scenes, it's going to take a little time, but trust me, it's an investment that's going to be worth it at the end of the day. You know, some people are still going to scream, where's the content, where's the content? But I think most people will say, oh, you're improving the back end so that what we play is better. Okay, I get it. You know, I, I don't understand why they don't just say that. I think that part of it is honestly uh, just the number of layers of approval that they have to go through because they have, they have CG. So they have, they have their own management and then they have EA and then they have Lucasfilm or Disney or what, whatever, like all these different people have a say in what they're allowed to communicate. And in the end, my guess is it's like, okay, I have the will to communicate. I'm crumb and I'm like, I'm going to tell everyone everything. And then someone from CG is like, no, 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 you, you have to fix that. So he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And then, so they're like, okay, good. That, that was good. That was a good fix. But he took out, you know, you have to take some, change something, take something out. And then they're like, but go get approval from EA just in case. So, it, so they go to EA and EA is like, oh, well, we can't, we can't actually say that at all. So Chrome's like, oh, damn it all. Okay. Okay. So next time, so next time he, he wants to communicate, he goes through this process and Disney shuts him down. And after a while, I, my guess is that it's just, it's just going to be really hard to get any messages across. And I think 
psychologically, it would be really hard for me to keep like going through all of those channels, trying to force anything out to the player base. And I, I'm not saying that their system's good. My guess is there are a lot of good employees who want to communicate and the system itself is uh, causing some struggles. I do wonder about, so EA, with this whole China being removed from multiple games thing, they obviously have a strategy on how they're going to tell their investors that losing a large chunk of income over all their games, that, and it's they lost FIFA Mobile, they're losing uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and they're losing some other games as well. I wonder if they had a control over how much information was released because of the message that they're sending as well. That's just pure speculation, you know, but I do think it is something that we might have to consider. Um, With that said, I do think the game is moving in the right direction. I am, you and I, when Jedi Knight Luke was first announced, we both had the initial gut reaction of, oh God, is this the cash grab at the end? Um, Right, just because of what CG has said in the past. Right. I do think, based on finding out everything we found out in the past week now, so we're only two weeks later, I feel really good about the future of the game, at least at least their plans for the future. Now, they could come out and Galactic Challenges are awful and they scare away literally everybody. Um that's very possible. So they can still screw it up, but at least I feel good that at least in their eyes or their thoughts, there's still a long future ahead of us. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that just in terms of, um, it just in terms of how long the game's going to last, it, we're in a good place. I, I am not convinced that the game will always remain awesome. I, I'm still really enjoying it, um, but that, that's a totally different debate. I think just in terms of what their plans and intentions are, we're in a very good place, though. Agreed. Agreed. Now, and I, I don't have this outline, so I'm springing this one on you. Um, <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> other news that we got this week is yet another YouTuber decided to take the negative angle route. Um, and say he's quitting if things don't change in 60 days. And I'm not even going to mention who it is. You can find out on your own. But one of the things that I love that kind of came out of this is one of our guildmates has started a Twitter account. Um, And, oh, I had it pulled up. And it's Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes spoilers. Um, (laughs) And basically... What he's doing is he's taking all these videos or negative comments made on Reddit and he's giving like a three or four word spoiler afterwards <laughs> that um, says like for this YouTuber that said, I'm quitting in 60 days if nothing happens. <laughs> the response or this, the spoiler was just kidding. I'm free to play for a couple weeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of been funny. Um, I I haven't read all of his stuff, but yeah, I, I need to follow him on Twitter. I've just oh, kind of stopped on Twitter. Actually, I do have it pulled up. So, 
if you're interested and you want to see a, a, a fun account, uh, it's because it's Twitter, it's at spoilers, SWGOH. And the name of the account is SWGOH clickbait spoilers for all those YouTubers that <laughs> have the clickbait titles. You have somebody here to protect you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, you know, people are going to quit this game and they're going to be dramatic so that they can get a few extra clicks. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I, I've stopped. I've stopped paying as much attention to, to what their noise is. After I realized how much money there is in negativity, it, it just stopped, stopped me from really paying that much attention. Like there, there's been a lot of other content creators who are just like, yep, I'm done. And then they just like stop doing anything. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're the ones who actually quit. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, threatening to quit gets you a lot more clicks than actually quitting. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, anyways, we have talked about news for a long time. Solo. I'm, I want to talk about Grand Arena. Okay. Let, uh, let us switch then to Grand Arena. We just finished week two of Grand Arena. Um, in this past week, we have both switched to live streaming our Grand Arenas. How did your week go? Thanks for asking, Solo. I'm not used to uh, being the first to share, but <laughs> my week was a very good one. I had uh, I had to face. It was it was also really rough. It was it was challenging like crazy. Uh, I only have one Galactic Legend, and somehow I've upgraded enough things in my roster that the game thinks it's cool to just pair me against double Galactic Legends all the time. So. Uh, the first week, I was paired against a guy with double Galactic Legends, and it was kind of it was kind of an oddball one. Like he put Nihilus lead with Supreme Leader Kylo. It, it was strange, but he did put both he did put both Galactic Legends on defense, and so I had to beat them. Especially, it, it's especially hard because I just I I'm so annoyed with. Uh, with the Galactic Legend stuff, I, I'm just putting my own Supreme Leader Kylo on defense. So I don't have him available to beat any of these guys. So uh, I did end up getting the full clear on that guy in my first round, uh, beat him pretty handily. Then uh, the second round, it was a guy, uh, his name is Joza. And if you want to know how to spell it, it's like Z-O-U-H-Z-I or something like that. Like, like I would pronounce it Zuzi but he says it's Joza, so I, I tentatively believe him. Uh, and he, he, uh, he, he knew, like, he immediately, he's friends with their friend Darth Evil, and immediately, like, uh, like in the first 10 minutes of the pairings uh, that, that went out, um, of just for the week, you know, with the group matches, um, Darth Evil messaged me and said that I was going to be uh, in the same pod as this guy, and... So clearly he knows who I am. He, he, was, he was excited to face me. The second round, he got his opportunity. He has Supreme Leader Kylo. He also had a relic for, uh, a relic for Jedi Luke, which I don't have. I, my, my Luke was gear seven going into this match um, without mods or anything, so not, not relevant. But uh, this, the, he, he was all excited about it. He custom crafted a defense after he'd watched a ton of my videos. And um, 
the end result was I was able to pretty efficiently clear him. I I'd pulled a few random maneuvers that I hadn't tried before, um, such as I used my General Skywalker, who was modded for insane offense. I used him with Echo and Rex and Ahsoka to undersize his full uh, Darth Revan squad, which um, allowed me to save my fives and uh, arc trooper for my Supreme Leader Kylo counter, which was in his back zone. And I, I ended up being, like I didn't, I had to two shot his Supreme Leader Kylo team but I did get it down. Uh, he ended up clearing my Supreme Leader Kylo using a Jedi Revan and Jedi Luke team. Um, cleared my General Skywalker, or sorry, General Grievous. And then he actually didn't clear either of my other zones. He kind of just ran out of offense because he, he spent so much uh, going, going, at, uh, going on defense. He put so many good teams on defense and characters. Um, and so I ended up getting the win there. And then the next one round, of course, uh, <laughs> I got to face double Galactic Legends one more time. And I don't know exactly what happened, but he ran out of steam. I ended up being able to full clear him and I uh, had, a, had a really rough set of matches for this week. Still ended up at three and O with three full clears. So um, all is good in the Zareth verse. <laughs> Uh, how was how was your week solo? How did you do? Uh, I went the opposite of you. I am also sick of Galactic Legends. And what I'm sick about is to counter them without your own Galactic Legend is just it's so expensive. No matter what the counter is, you're ripping apart multiple teams. And so I said, screw it. Um, and I just started keeping Ray for offense. And that let me put my General Skywalker and my Darth Revan on defense because I kept their full teams intact rather than breaking them up. Uh, that let me, well, I'm 3-0 against double Galactic Legends since I started doing that. Uh, my first round this week was against double Galactic Legend. I was able to full clear. I just used my Ray versus their Ray, and that was that. Uh, they did put Kylo down as well, and I was I was able to cheese <laughs> cheese that down uh, while we have the fives cheese available. Um, next round, I went up against a very strong opponent. Uh, he was in one of the top guilds, and he had more lifetime banners than me. But GG history, I saw he takes everything for offense and so he sets a light defense and so I set a very heavy defense for him he struggled on my defense I had the perfect counter to every one of his teams and you know I was able to clear my way through and then the final round I faced another guy that likes to go very heavy offense um, and so I, I set the same defense and I easily beat all of his teams except he puts Ray on defense and I took my own Ray for offense just to clear his Ray. And then I was an idiot and I had a saber throw. So I was going to one shot uh, because it was, what well, it was Ray resistance hero Finn, just those two left. And I, rather than clicking on Finn, I clicked on Ray 
And so I didn't one-shot his spin. Finn's next turn, he healed up Ray, and I ended up losing, um, or losing that battle, I should say. But then uh, he didn't have it. He couldn't clear my teams. Uh, I had, he cleared my Skywalker. It took him six attempts to clear my Darth Revan. He couldn't clear my CLS. He couldn't clear my First Order. He used uh, four attempts on the First Order, and First Order was still standing. And so I ended up finishing the week at a solid 3-0. Brings me to 5-1 for um, for this Grand Arena so far. So I'm I'm doing well. And I, I believe you're 5-1 now as well. I am. I lost my first match uh, against Double Galactic Legends. I've actually faced Double Galactic Legends four times in the six matches that we've had. Um, and I've uh, my first one I didn't keep my uh, i kept my supreme leader kylo and um for offense and i ended up i I lost because i lost by one banner because i wasn't efficient (laughs) and you know one thing i do want to address like i i don't think that your strategy is necessarily a bad one to keep your ray uh the thing that I, I kept thinking, though, while you were talking about it is it's just so inefficient. The, the Galactic Legend mirror matches, like, you always just lose the support characters. That's always, you, you just do. It, you, you can't help but lose them. And I guess my, my thought on it is it, it, it's just, it, it can be so, so risky. Like, uh, if, if you're just planning on trying to, uh, trying to beat other Galactic Legends, like uh, th- that's just a massive massive disadvantage like you're getting 47 banners on one of your fights uh, no matter how efficient you are in the rest of your match sometimes you just have no no hope of actually catching up in efficiency and you know efficiency does matter so oh dear dear old supreme leader kylo user you forget that ray is a defensive character and i actually most of the time, I will finish with five members uh, or four members left standing. I, for these mirrors, I always use Watt um, because those texts are just honestly too useful. Um, and generally, generally, I, I do stress that word, um, I'm finishing with four characters left standing with, when I'm fighting with Ray on a mirror match. Um, so I don't, it's not like Supreme Leader Kylo. I'm not losing that many people. Uh, okay, well, so I, I, I believe you, Solo. I guess the the thing being, though, I, I haven't, the times that I've seen you do it have not mirrored that. Like, <laughs> it just hasn't been the reality so far. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it depends on the teams, but let me ask this. What's better, getting 47 or breaking up multiple teams that you then lose your strongest or you have to use your two strongest teams for one counter? I guess my thought is I'd rather have your two teams available. And uh, the the thing is, people don't usually put two Galactic Legends down. And... Like if you have enough teams available, like if you just have what I've done, I've kind of created a mixing pot of, you know, I, I'll, 
I'll put my Supreme Leader Kylo down and it, it forces people to do some weird things and they put, I put Malak with them. And so it forces them to react to it. But then I have my Darth Revan available. Um, Darth Revan and Padme, um, I, I usually put my Jedi Revan on defense, but let's see, Darth Revan, Padme, General Skywalker, and uh, just other random hodgepodge of things. And those three teams combined can take out two Galactic Legends on their own. And if you only need to take out one, you can end up salvaging the remnants of the other teams to be able to uh, take them out. You just have to be, you have to be a little more adaptive. And I know that some people's rosters aren't quite in that place, but uh, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time trying to game plan all of this. You guys saw, uh, if you watched my last round, um, I, I kept Geonosians. That's another team that you need to keep on offense for, you know, this to kind of work just to make sure that Darth Revan has uh, the GBA, the Geonosian Brood Alpha, to take out Ray potentially. Um, but you guys saw that um, I had to use my Geonosians, and <laughs> I don't know how to use them, but they're still a pretty potent team because my opponent was afraid to take on my Supreme Leader Kylo without using their Ray. So um, I'm I'm not saying that you have you should not do. Uh, what you're doing, you know, it, it's clearly been working. I, I think for me, it's been giving me a lot of peace, though, trying to uh, just use the teams that, that use the use these teams on offense and ha have a pretty robust set of counters to whatever I might find. And then I can put my Supreme Leader Kylo with Malak down and people have, tr have trouble uh, adapting to that. So uh, it's for me, I've always liked, or at least recently-ish, I guess I should say, in in Grand Arena, I've really enjoyed putting my best teams on uh, on defense and then trying to punch upward. That's always been my that's been something I've admired forever, and now I'm finally have the infrastructure kind of set up to actually make that happen. Yeah. So you're talking about the flexibility. You know, you have to keep these teams on offense and the flexibility on offense. And here's the thing, and here's my counter to that. Your opponent is going to have – you're basically controlling your opponent um, because they – to counter whatever teams – let's say you're going up against the Ray. If you – don't keep your ray for offense. Your opponent has already dictated three teams that can't be on defense. So they've already said, by definition, you have to keep these three teams for offense to counter any potential team that I put down because I might put down Malik. You can't rely on just the Darth Revan counter. So you're going to have to keep Jedi Knight Revan, General Skywalker, Darth Revan, and Geos on offense to potentially counter my one team. And that means my opponent is doing that to me. So I have to take those four teams for offense. And God forbid, I do have to counter the Ray. Two of those teams are gone. And so now I'm keeping four offensive teams and I'm only getting three attacks out of those four offensive teams, which means I need to keep an additional team on defense just to have enough strong attack teams. So if 
by taking my ray, I'm taking one team for one attack. And I get to do whatever I want with every other team I have, as opposed to having to keep so many teams on offense that I have to have the flexibility to counter these Galactic Legends because Galactic Legend teams are designed to be adaptive or, you know, they're kind of, I talked about the Lego house earlier. That's what a Galactic Legend is. Here's this base piece and you can build off of it with any four characters you want. And the counter for every one of those different variations might be slightly different. I don't want to have to keep every single possible counter for the Galactic Legend. I want one fight, one battle, and you're going to have to actually worry about what I have on defense. Because if you just know that a ray is coming, (laughs) then you have your counter for ray, and you can kind of adapt around it. If you don't, if you never know what's going to be on defense, if you have to worry about Darth Revan, General Skywalker, and CLS on defense. Plus then, in the back of your mind, you have to keep the potential for Ray hiding in the back. You always have to be prepared that they do something different than they did last week. I feel like you're in a lot more trouble when you don't know what's going to be on that board because they're going to easily counter your Galactic Legend. So... Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I think that that's kind of where my tipping point happened of I was being more flexible because I was keeping all these teams for offense, but at the same time, I lost a lot of flexibility because my defense is dictated by the number of teams I had, and I have to keep X, Y, and Z for offense, which means I have to set A, B, and C on defense just because – I can't keep that many teams for offense. So these are the four teams that have to go on defense. And I I don't, I didn't want to be constrained to that. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're right. Like we, you and I have talked about this a lot and um, it's, it's the conundrum, like galactic legends. Typically, if you're going to try to counter a galactic legend, you are going to need two meta teams or at least pieces of each meta team. And, that is just really hard to swallow. I, I don't like it personally. I know you don't. You just said it. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's understandable to dislike that. I guess my my biggest thing is I just like – I like having the best team on defense, and it, it, puts, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on them to be able to take out my Supreme Leader Kylo, and then I still do have some good teams on defense. So, um, like – trying to identify what exact teams I need to be able to do that is great. One thing though, that is really bolstered me is I now, and we'll talk about it later. I have a, now I have a relic seven Jedi Luke. And I know that that a lot of the, our listeners aren't going to have that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for me to uh, preach like everyone just do what I'm doing. Uh, but the, the thing is, the reason I prioritized him so hard, and I did spend a little extra money to gear him on top of all the money I spent to acquire him, which really rankles. I am, like we said in the Escape podcast the other day, I, I'm not, this month, 
I was certainly not a dolphin. I strayed <laughs> into whale territory in a big way, and it frustrates me. I, I hope I don't ever do that. Do it again. It doesn't feel great, but I did, and I'm really excited. I have, and now I have a team that can counter Supreme Leader Kylo in most of its iterations. I still need to test some, but I'm 100% uh, win rate against. Supreme Leader Kylo iterations with uh, one tank, two pre-taunting tanks. I'm more iffy on, though I have ideas on how to mitigate that. I have different team comps I want to try out. I'll be testing that more and more. Probably come out with a video in a couple days, but uh, it's it, it's promising. And the, the awesome thing about it, the thing I love about it is it doesn't take much. It takes a, the Jedi Revan team at plus Luke, and that's it. And it counters Supreme Leader Kylo. Uh, and then uh, all I have to do is worry about a counter for Rey, and I'm good. There's also some counters using uh, Jedi Luke to counter Rey. I need to explore those options as well. But the fact is that everyone's seeking a one-team counter to Galactic Legends, and I that's why I pushed the turbo button on Jedi Luke, because I I want the exact same thing you do. Uh, it, Galactic Legends pose a serious problem in terms of roster development and roster use. I think in the end, I just prefer, so you're right, having a, having a Galactic Legend available to attack with and get a, get a high win rate on some of these other teams, that's great, that's wonderful. I agree that that's something we should be trying for. I think that it's just very, um, it's very tricky because because of the inefficiency thing. At least with Supreme Leader Kylo, he's very inefficient against Galactic Legends. I would rather use those meta teams in the way that the uh, the awkward, uh, unfortunate way that you're talking about, and you know, break them apart, and you know, only have remnants afterward. I'd rather do that and have decent banners because they use most of these counters are very high banner uh, efficiency level i'd rather do that than just get completely destroyed on uh, uh banners efficiency uh, using supreme leader so yeah well what i will say so i'm farming supreme leader kylo now um when i and, and it i'm going to unlock supreme leader kylo in probably four or five days from now and then Thanks. take two plus weeks to gear him um so uh, he's probably not going to see the light of day until the following Grand Arena. So what are, we're on season nine. He's probably not going to come in until season 10, um, July's season. Um, when I get him, I fully plan on just keeping him on defense because of exactly what you said. I mean, it's fantastic that he can probably beat every team. But he, when he gets his second buff, because one buff was not enough, when he gets his second buff, <laughs> um, he will hands down be the best defensive team in the game. At the same time, he is the most inefficient attacker <laughs> in the game. Um, so I will, I have Jedi Knight Luke like you. I will probably just keep Ray and Jedi Knight Luke on offense. And Supreme Leader Kylo will get thrown down. Maybe in the first week for two of the matches, I will also, one day I'll put Ray, one day I'll put Jedi Knight Luke, just that that way if anyone looks at my uh, history, they can say, oh, he might put them on defense just to mess with them. 
Um, but Kylo, like you said, is just God, 47 win, 47 banner win every time is potentially uh, game destroying. That's 13 banners off of the first fight. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I it's not something that I can handle doing. I mean, I I just my margin for victory can be so narrow sometimes. I I just yeah, I I need to I need to have a little more certainty than that if I can. Yeah. Um uh, agreed. So, that probably leads us into the next segment now, which is podcast questions and uh before we get into that, we have had two news followers uh lord ioso and uh mf bison thank you uh for following hopefully you are enjoying this (laughs) Uh, yeah this isn't something we necessarily expect a ton of people to want to watch this late and everything um we don't put on a high graphic uh content show here either (laughs) but um you know we yeah we appreciate all the follows though guys um and all the all the watchers. So you guys, you guys are the real MVPs. <laughs> uh, with that said, let's, let's get into the podcast questions. And as you say, we don't have all these fancy graphics. Look at that. The podcast questions just appeared on the screen. <laughs> wow, that is, if I wasn't battling for my life against uh, an arena team, I would totally look at that. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, okay. So First podcast question, since you are battling for your life. Um, <laughs> Not for long. I'm almost done. I just killed General Skywalker. And I, is this on your alt? with, uh, Or is this on your main? This, this is my main. I don't climb in arena with my alt. There this, we go. This question might be appropriate for your alt of, can we get a breakdown of the various pros and cons of the more common fits in uh, General Grievous Separatist droid squads? When and why... Should people be using BB-8, uh, Droidica, and Watt? Man, so uh, my my alt is actually uh, my alt. I, I use I use GG uh, General Grievous in in all of my alternate account uh, fights. Um, it's it, it's a lot of fun actually. Uh, uh, in arena, I should say. I'm, I'm only top 500. I, I don't like strive to be, I think I could maintain top 200 if I wanted to, but that would be too much work. Uh, and that's one of the lines I drew um, when making that alt is I can't let myself stress out over arena. I have to make do with a minimum amount of crystals. So uh, that being said, I've, go- I've been able to throw them against a lot of different team compositions. And I will say this uh so for for grand arena itself uh you can use you can use droidica as the fifth member and have a lot of success uh just just because if you you're if you're going to go on offense i should say uh droidica is just fine like usually you're going to target a team that you can wipe out fairly quickly with grievous aoes like the whole focus for me and I, I know that maybe other people have more uh, nuanced uh, approaches on offense with him, but my uh, my whole thing is uh, facilitating Grievous uh, killing everyone really fast. And so the teams you want to target are uh, the teams that uh, are fairly squishy, that don't have a lot of, uh, that don't necessarily have a ton of 
resilience like like Padme squads can be like just drain too many banners on offense um using uh using them against night sisters so on offense really the only options are droidica if you think the opponent's going to be relatively easy or you're going to use uh watt to take out a hard team like like jedi revan who has revives out the hindquarters uh it's wonderful um to be able to just uh you, you trigger savior so one person revives and then after that if you kill someone with Grievous, who and he's the one who's doing all the big damage, then Grievous just permanently kills them and negates Jolie. You don't even have to think about Jolie until the very end. That's what you want to do when you're on defense. I think that's the more nuanced thing. Um, really, for me, on offense, it's either you use Droidica or you use Watt as the, as the fifth members. And just to be clear, uh, the the other locked set in stone members of that team on offense, at least, is General Grievous, B1, B2, and Magna Guard. Um, and then the fifth member is up to debate. It, on defense is a little bit more nuanced, as I said. Uh, BB-8, if you have a use for Jedi Training Ray that's like legitimately powerful and can actually counter some good teams, then throw BB-8 in there and you probably won't regret it. Um, same with Newt, except Newt has is great as leader elsewhere. In my opinion, I don't like any of those characters on defense, frankly. Uh, and I, I've talked about Grievous a lot and we're, we've ventured into more common ground uh, because neither of us use General Grievous on offense in our main accounts. So, Solo, what are some of your thoughts on the fifth member? Um... Well, it really depends. Uh, I don't think Droidica is ever the best option on a Grievous team if you're just plopping him down on defense. Yes, if he's R6 like you have, Droidica can one-shot somebody. But if he doesn't target Jolie, that person just comes back. Um, or if somebody takes Darth Revan in to counter General Grievous, Droidica just doesn't get a turn. Um, so I, I don't think Droidica is best used there. I do really like, especially your Droidica, not my G12 Droidica, adding him to a JTR squad and just one-shotting fools. Um, especially if it, now JTR is being used to counter these First Order teams. So to one-shot a Kylo with Droidica would be a ton of fun. Um I will talk about what we do in Territory War sometimes because one of the things I do in Territory War on occasion, if I'm going up against a guild that has a ton of Night Sisters that are Relic, that I think that they're going to try and use the Relic General Grievous team against, or uh, Relic Night Sister team against General Grievous, I will put, instead of Magna, I'll put BB 8, and instead, or and then the fifth slot, I'll put Newt. And it forces them to not use Night Sisters on that team because Newt can really mess up a Night Sister counter uh, if he's got speed on him and you do it right. And we have had a ton of success every time we do that. And I've talked to a couple people that we've gone against and they've said they, um, they were planning on using more Night Sisters and we threw them off with that BB-8 and Newton team. Uh, 
So I'm not saying use it every Grand Arena because it does kill your resistance team. And I think with all the relic resistance or uh, first order teams, you're going to want JTR or all the people that put down Newt teams. If you have your own relic JTR, they will easily walk through most Newt teams that aren't relic. Uh, but if you know your opponent likes to counter with Night Sisters, it is fun to put Newt and BB-8 on that General Grievous team and mess with them. Uh, I do think Watt is the best option, but anytime I've put Watt with General Grievous, they just use their Darth Revan, clear my General Grievous quite easily because they use Darth Revan. So if you don't have a companion that's going to make them pay for using Darth Revan on General Grievous, it's not worth wasting Watt on that General Grievous team. Right. Um, I actually, so Watt is, in my opinion, the best option for like everything, basically. Like he's the best fifth option on every team. And so I actually think that Watt is not a good option with Grievous. Not because he's not good with the squad. He's amazing. He is also actually pretty easily counterable with Emperor Palpatine and Basti lead. And actually, now that we have Vader, Vader makes that team so automatic anyways. Like, <laughs> you, it's, it's super easy to counter Grievous now uh, with Watt on it. it. And you don't even need to take Bastila out because um, Vader is going to fill that role. So... I think Watt, sure, he makes he's a good fifth for that team. It makes a lot of sense. At this point, he he should be elsewhere. He I love him on offense so much. He is so versatile on offense. You can just use him on so many different teams. Uh, yeah, I I don't necessarily think that Watt should like ever be used there. I also think just just from a personal standpoint, and you know. Everyone is obviously entitled to their opinions and to what they prefer. Um, I just think that BB-8 and Watt should almost never be with General Grievous, at least in Grand Arena. Territory Wars, as Solo was saying, it's a different matter. Uh, but Newt, Newt is also another one. It's like, okay, so he's great with, with on defense with General Grievous. It, he does a lot of good things. It, it's really strong. But... Like he's also a really great leader, and if you are needing another defensive squad, like uh, put him and and Duku and Droidica and just like some tanks or something, and you have a great defensive squad that actually requires a decent squad to be able to hit through them and has has the great opportunity to one shot a few characters and steal banners. So, I I just put uh, Imperial Probe Droid. On defense, I'm actually probably going to put his Zeta on him before GA lock tonight, um, it, because uh, he does some pretty dirty things with it. Actually, I was reading it, I was like, "Wow, that's actually decenter than I thought." And he goes well with Vader too. So um, let's see. So we have a question in our comments here in our stream chat. MF Bison, what does MF stand for? Don't answer that. Um, <laughs> it, so he says it seen so he was asking um have you seen the dooku lead geos uh is there a reason it shouldn't be a norm 
on defense because Geonosians are becoming increasingly awkward in Grand Arena. And then I asked for more information. He said, if you guys heard that typing, that's what it was uh, previously. He said, it seemed the theory was that if Scion heals to full, then dips, he gains heal block. But I've only seen it once in a stream and the streamer chose not to use Treya. So I was wondering if it was something well known to prevent Treya counter. Have you heard of it, Solo? Have you seen I, it? I have. Um, in theory, uh, in theory, it's fantastic. In practice, I just don't think. I think you're working harder than you need to on that. A, I think Geos should never go on defense. And yes, I know I placed Geos on defense last round, but that's more because I wanted to keep my history um, <laughs> varied for anybody that's looking at my GAC history. They're such a fantastic offensive team, and Zareth will learn that once he actually uh, plays with them a little more on offense. They can counter Shadow Knight Revan. They can counter CLS teams. They can counter Night Sister teams. They can counter Newt teams. They can counter Bounty Hunter teams. They counter so much. You sound I like a Dr. Seuss book. It, it should be. And I don't know. Actually, I have shared it in our chat, but the guy that wraps Dr. Seuss books, maybe I should get him to narrate this. Um, that guy knows his business, man. <laughs> but. Um, they're so strong on offense that if you if you are looking for a way to get out of Treya countering them, just take them on offense, and you will not be disappointed. There's never been a round where I've kept them for offense and said, man, I wish I had a different team. Um, they do so much on offense, so well. And you can place other teams that Treya – can sort of struggle with. And I, I do say sort of struggle with because I have my Treya, that, the full set trio at R3, and I can basically take out any team I want, including Padme. You, you really you can game plan around Treya. It's not going to be easy, though. So uh, if you're that worried about just, say, Treya and Scion messing with your Gear 12 Geos or whatever your Geos are, and you're worried about the Underman, Keep them for offense. Put a team down that's not going to be so easily uh, two-manned by Treya and go from there. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I, you know, Geonosians have their problems. I, I think, though, that they're, great on, they're great on both. I think, I think that I feel sometimes like, like certain streamers oversell how good they are on offense because I see them there. They, they tell me things like they're going to get, uh, you know, guaranteed 60 on every match. And then, and then, you know, and it's not just solo who says it like, uh, you know, not to throw anyone under the bus, like Kleso preaches the, the, his love for geos. He never puts them on defense that I can think of, you know, certain other people have talked about how, how easy it is to get 60 with Geonosians. And I see them get 55 a lot. And 55 isn't terrible, it's still a first time win. It's also not 60 and it's not, it's not a guaranteed 60. And on defense, they'll get one shot a lot as well. I think, I think they, there's value in both. Uh, I've been forced to take them for offense lately. They are good, they're reliable, they're, there's nothing wrong with them. I just, 
I tend to gravitate toward a team that's, uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm not saying that they're bad or deficient on offense. I just, I think that they're very, they're, they're an extremely valid team on defense as well. I mean, Solo, you've, you've gotten 55 with them, or not 55, you've gotten, you've gotten stopped by Geonosians a few times because there's, there's not an unlimited number of counters to them. Just, you know, sure. they, re- I- they require a specific team to beat them. They they can be, they can stop you. But and I don't say they're a guaranteed sixty. But if you position yourself right, it's a frequent sixty. Um, but so I, I also have three relics on what is it on Fac and Spy, and then I think my brood is R five. Um, so I can. They're set up right now where I can take out a lot of strong teams. And there are a lot of strong teams that I aren't put down that often. Um, if I get a Jedi Knight Revan team that only has a couple Zetas, like say Yoda is the only one Zeta, those Geos can just walk through them. Um, CLS teams... Now, if Han, Chewie, and CLS are R5 and above, I'm not going to use Geos because, well, because my Geos aren't that um, reliced up. But, again, I'll use Territory Wars as an example. We faced a guild, and we had uh, a, a double CLS wall, and every CLS team was one shot. I mean, they had zero losses. So I was speaking to the guy... Uh, that ran the other guild after the territory war, and he's like, "Just so you know, I, all we did was use uh, geos, and then for any of the relic CLSs, we used something bigger. But for fifty percent or more of your geos, we our CLS teams, we just used geos and walked through your zone." I love having a team. You talked about flexibility earlier. I love having a team that I know is a reliable counter to six or seven different teams. Even if it's a 55 banner team, if it's counter or if it's giving me that flexibility, it's very hard for somebody to set up a board where you're not going to use geos. Right. Well, so, so this kind of actually touches on another matter that you and I have discussed before. Um, I think the life side, like the, the, life cycle of different squads can it they kind of a lot of them follow the same trajectory like geonosians when they first came out it was like okay so treya is a reliable counter and eventually like commander luke turned out to be a reliable counter if you do it right um and of course like jedi revan can beat it usually uh, if you do the right thing and then darth revan and above can counter it and every, however, as they continue to release squads, there there continue to be more and more squads above. Like, they they become easier and easier to counter, and that's just kind of how the game works. The um, Night Sisters actually are very similar to that. Uh, they're just they just came out a little bit earlier. They used to be so good on defense, so good on defense, and now. They are way better on offense. Sometimes I'll throw them on defense because I need to, I need to uh, take a little stronger offense or something. Uh, but right now, Night Sisters are still very relevant. They're just relevant on offense. They're not nearly as relevant on defense. 
and Geonosians. I mean, Geonosians, I, I can't see Geonosians beating Jedi Luke, for instance. I think, I think no. Jedi Luke teams probably just destroy them. General Skywalker teams, of course, uh, Darth Revan, uh, like all, all, the, all the current teams, not to mention all the previously developed teams, like Geonosians are, uh, they're, they're, be, they're going to be pushed out eventually, just like troopers are now basically pushed out. Like they're a great tool to have, but I didn't use them once this last week. I, I used to have a point, there was a point in time where I used them like for three grand arena, uh, three grand arena championships it, every single match for like 36 times in a row on offense. Now I'm not hardly ever using them because people are placing so many stronger teams on defense and Geonosians are now that Vader's out, now that Luke's out, uh, we have the Galactic Legends, of course, Geonosians are slowly going to be pushed out of defense as well, but they'll still be relevant for a long time on offense. Agreed. Um, And that transitions into our next podcast question very well of, it may be too early to know, but what are some uses of Vader if you're not confident to use it as a Galactic Legend counter? Um, and I say it transitions well because I messaged you earlier this morning saying, I, I'm already sick of people asking, can Vader solo the Geos? And oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it's not because he can't. He can. The reason I'm sick of it is he is so much better than that. That's like General Skywalker coming out and everybody saying, hey guys, Skywalker can solo Geos. Let, let's use him on Geos. And it's like, no. Vader is such a strong character. Don't waste him on Geos. If, if there's only like two teams left, you know, somebody left a Karth team and a Geos and you just are going to kill the team's anyway or overkill the teams anyway go ahead you know do your vader thing on geos but vader can legitimately counter every last meta team you know (laughs) i'll say last meta because he's not gonna or he does counter galactic legends but the question is not using them on galactic legends he is so good that he can counter basically all of your b plus and a minus squads i know you have been practicing a lot um, using him to take out Padme squads, which we're seeing more and more on defense. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Vader is great. Uh, you know, and that's probably not going to come as a surprise to anyone listening here, but yeah, I've been, I've been using him to just demolish Padme teams. Like I, my second week, uh, the guy had, general skywalker on his padme team i don't know if he was trying to like trick me into thinking he had uh jedi knight anakin or something on there uh whatever his plan was uh like using using ep and vader and then the sith trio just totally wrecked that it 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 wasn't close like just completely I i think i got like 57 and i felt a little sad that i only got 57 (laughs) um and yeah like yes he can beat he can beat geonosians um i yeah i think there are probably better uses for him as well like you say uh that being said it's nice that he's versatile i guess um 
Yeah, I, what I'm interested in, so people who don't want to use them as Galactic Legend counters, that's, that's fine, that's actually wise of you uh, for most people because, including myself, because you need the right infrastructure, you need the right setup. It's not just this automatic thing. People are setting it up of like, oh man, he just demolishes Ray every single time. And uh, it, it's like not that, yes, he beats Ray consistently on certain Ray builds, there's still a lot. I haven't seen a convincing one where he beats like uh, Ray teams with Malik, for instance. Uh, may maybe he does. Maybe that's been discovered, but I haven't seen it yet. And Ray teams with Malik, a, a lot of the guys that I talk to and who whose defense I really respect, they just put Malik uh, with Ray and call it good. Like that's a really tough team to counter, honestly. Like super tough. There's not. There hasn't been very many uh, established. Uh, counters to that and yeah so Vader Vader isn't necessarily just this easy button uh, against against them despite what some youtubers might want you to believe I do think he demolishes pretty much everything underneath that though I I want to see him I want to see him against uh, Darth Revan is what I want to see I think that would be a really interesting counter yeah, that's the one I haven't tried. I did try, and I did succeed, of using a Vader lead to kill General Skywalker. Uh, it was actually Endal's idea of putting Han and Chewie with Vader. Um, and so I did it on my alt account, which at the time only had a 12 plus 5 Vader. And I was able to take out uh, relict, you know, almost fully relict uh, General Skywalker squad. So... I've done it against Skywalker, and uh, and so I I do want to uh, I, I want to try it with Darth Revan as well. Yeah, lots of things to explore with Vader, um, and yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk about it more once we've once we've uh, come up with more established counters with him. The, the the trick for him is right now I'm just using him with Sith Triumvirate and everyone's relict and I'm just killing everything I come across. Eventually I'm going to want to split the Sith trio off and just use EP and Vader together and that's going to be the real trick. Like how how many, because it, it, it's, it's nice if you can have a Triumvirate team and an EP Vader team or Vader slash EP or whatever team it is. It, it's nice if you can have more threats, like you can split, you can fragment that team off. Right now, Sith Triumvirate seems like the perfect, perfect counter or complement to him. But I, yeah, I, I think that that's the real pursuit moving forward is trying to find teams that just Vader and EP can take out uh, without using any, um, without missing any, uh, other things i guess um agreed you know, so yeah uh, i i like killing padme right now though i will note guys if padme has 3po with her it's going to be much more difficult i did end up beating a padme squad uh that had uh 3po just in testing uh, i think it was just on uh in the arena it, it did work but it was extremely difficult. Um, it, I lost three of my characters. Like it was, it would have been terrible banners, and the result was definitely in question. So, three PO turns that team, uh, turns that Padme team into much more of a 
uh, question mark. Yeah. Uh, all right. We kind of talked about this earlier, but a few months now into having Galactic Legends in the game, what are your opinions on their balance in the game and impact on the fun of the game? Many mainstream streamers who don't have them and haven't invested in their counters are quitting because they've sucked the fun out of Grand Arena for them. <laughs> I have funny, a fun answer to that, but I asked the question, so you get to answer first. <laughs> Very good. Um, I don't... Galactic Legends honestly haven't brought me much joy, unfortunately. I, I don't like them. I know that sounds like whining. I feel frustrated because of what we've been talking about this whole time it takes two meta teams to counter them like when skywalker came out i was fine with it even when i didn't have my own seven star general skywalker because i didn't have all that get one saved i still had commander luke that i could build up and i had one specific team that could counter them gen or galactic legends just chip like they just completely fragment my roster and it, it it's very frustrating to me uh that being said what the one thing I do enjoy about Galactic Legends isn't their I don't care about their cinematics I don't care about their story I like there's very little I emotionally am attached to about them I do like I like first off that they're always available so I'm not rushing to try to uh, like hurry up and I, I have a deadline to farm them by I'd like that and then the other piece is they they provide me an opportunity to uh, really understand my roster and the counters and the various uh, kits that I have. I, they're extremely challenging to beat, especially when someone has two Galactic Legends. And if they can wield them well, it, like it, it's, it provides a, a crazy challenge. And for me, I do like learning. I, I do like pushing myself a lot. Um, uh, that's not a really great argument for them. Like it, it's they make it harder. <laughs> but uh, I do think that. Um, they, they stretch, they've stretched me as a player and it's been very difficult to adapt, but at the same time, I do, I've always valued my ability to adapt and change in this game and my ability to overcome, uh, these difficult things and Galactic Legends have really, uh, put me, uh, they really challenged me to, uh, get good, so to speak. Yeah, I, um... So the first week, I was really frustrated by them and trying to figure out the counters, trying to figure out my defenses. The second I started keeping my Ray for offense and I had an automatic Galactic Legend counter, all of my negative feelings towards them basically disappeared. Um, I do agree with you. It is nice to learn your roster and truly work on, you know, some of the theory crafting that's gone into the teams that counter the galactic legends. I mean, it's been fantastic. Um, at the same time, I'm glad I don't have to deal with any of that. Uh, as for the mainstream streamers who don't have them, haven't invested in the counters and they're saying they suck the fun out of the grand arena that's an excuse like that that's all it is it's it's an excuse they're quitting because they suck the fun out of it the darth revan counter to ray quite frankly 
requires tunes that everybody should have had anyway. Um, so we have one guy on my alt accounts, Shard, refuses to gear watch. And for a little while, people are like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll change our team, you know. Until one day, he asked me to change my team. And I, I just said, how come your Watt is still gear three? He's like, well, I'm free to play. So is my <laughs> alt account. <laughs> he's like the best free to play character in the whole world. Right. Uh, he's like, you know, I have to make gearing decisions. And it's like, no. You're having trouble because you're refusing to see what's needed. Now, I have no problem if you say, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to leave the game because I don't want to have to gear Rose Tico. I don't want to have to gear Watt. That's not how I want to play. That's fine. But if you're being competitive and you're being willfully ignorant by not doing what you need to succeed, you're just using that as an excuse and you're done with the game. Um, just stop, stop blaming it on something when the truth is it's really your decisions that are, are causing the problem. Uh, Agreed. Like you can still succeed in Grand Arena without double Galactic Legends. Yes, it's going to be harder, but uh, I mean, everything's harder. Uh, right. I, I mean, it's just it's just a hard it's hard to win honestly like most people win half of their games i i don't know i i just you're right that's that's a great point people use that as an excuse i yeah i personally just develop your develop your counters and move on right uh, there's always going to be a team that's going to require a counter if you don't have it and yes sometimes it's often it's frustrating that you have to gear the counter rather than the team you want to just suck it up usually the counter you're involves two or three characters that you already have at a good level anyway so the gearing the counter usually means gearing two characters like suck it up move on and stop using it as an excuse or to get clicks um, next yeah. question and this is not allowed to look this up. This is, you know, in the fun question category. <laughs> Without looking, how many characters exist at the hollow tables? For example, the challenge guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with eight and move on. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't know. Does this count? My only question is, does it count the band as well? Because I think the band is what four people. So. I'm going to say eleven. <laughs> so what about what about like the the ship one, like the 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 girl who stands behind ships? If if there is one, does that count as a character, or is it just the main cantina? Uh, I'm going with the ships because I think the band is in the ships, right? I don't know. All right, I don't. So remember. I've said eleven. Okay. We we have. All right, we're going to count, yeah, apparently. One, two, three. Oh, I can't count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in the main cantina. So I'm going to cheat and say I was right. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in ships. So 18 total, 11 in the main cantina. 
There are that many in ships? Yeah, you're right. There's all the... Well, the band, because there's three of them hiding back there. Yeah. Yeah, and there's the hut that we never heard more about, the, the crab-talking yep. hut. Yeah. Uh, all right, final <laughs> podcast question of the week. That, was, that <laughs> wasn't the... very fun. <laughs> you said it's in the fan the fun category i'm like i don't i don't know uh with the vader touch-up how do you mod him now uh this person's speed and crit damage was thinking about speed and potency now um i think oh go ahead you have you probably have the same answer as me actually probably I wouldn't use a speed set unless I absolutely had to. You know, a lot of this is going to come down to what team you're countering. Like, for instance, if you're countering a Galactic Legend, you want, you know, a certain turn meter depending on which Galactic Legend, what team you're using, etc., etc. If I could ideally set up my mods and Vader would be fast enough with any set, it would be an offense set and a potency set. Um, and then I would have a crit chance triangle. I want his offense to be up. I want to guarantee he crits when he throws that. When he does the culling blade, I want to guarantee a crit. And his crit chance is a little low. And I want him to one-shot whatever character I'm throwing at. He needs to crit to do that. So that's how I would set it up. Um, plus, he's getting 80% offense between his different uh, uniques and going into Merciless. So uh, an offense set just makes sense because 80% on top of whatever the offense set bonus is is much better than 80% on top of just the base. Yeah, that's fair. Um yeah, I, I think that I think the offense set is probably. I mean, they explained it really well in Operation Metaverse, actually, in their stream uh, last week. You know, they said after the Vader lead and uh, the what is it called, the murdering mayhem or whatever his <laughs> whatever his new special is. Yeah, merciless something. Okay, something with an M. Uh, he. After, after all these different bonuses, it, it's all this stuff that uses your offense stat. And so if you're modding him with, and you give him a high level of offense, then it's going to play cause even more damage. So I, I think that that's, that's a great way to do it. That being said, it just depends too on exactly what you're trying to counter. Like I, I just put out a video last week on uh, Vader countering with Emperor Palpatine lead, but Vader countering Jedi Knight Luke lead against a few different uh, versions. And in the end, like, I didn't have to worry about speed. I, I came close to having to worry about speed in some cases, though. Uh, you, need, you need Vader to go first, though. And so having that speed set on him is nice. If you can get really fast offense mods, though, that's probably the best way to do it. And then I think having a potency cross is the other piece, just getting his potency up as high as you can so that he lands as many dots as possible is uh, going to be the recipe for success. So, Yeah, I, I completely agree about the potency cross and definitely um, look into the triangle because his 
crit chance is so low that a crit chance triangle actually will get use on this character. Um, yeah, so right. that is that. Um, next up, you ready to talk about alts? <laughs> I think I am. All right, so how, uh, how did you do with your alt this week? My alt, um, I did well. <laughs> I, I barely remember some of these matches. Um, people, yeah, I, I, so I have General Skywalker on defense, and I, I actually, this week, I put Jedi Knight Luke, Jedi Luke, dear Lord, Jedi Revan <laughs> on, yeah, my, my alt totally has Jedi Luke. <laughs> I don't even have Wampa unlocked yet. Uh, <laughs> close, actually, very close to that, but uh yeah jedi revan on defense like right next to general skywalker and the skywalker team isn't like super good but it's good enough like i think it can be super discouraging for people to face those two and then i have decent teams in the back too i have geonosians and my multi zeta ewoks which this is division three with 3.5 million gp so i'm i'm not i'm still not facing the the best and brightest rosters out there and depending on what they put on defense, like that can just hamstring them so bad. So really, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember what, if anything, gave me much of a challenge this week. So I, I think, let's see. I, so I, I faced a Darth Revan team in the finals this week. I went 3-0, uh, just in case I wasn't clear about that. Uh, I went 3-0. But in the finals, the guy put his his award-winning Darth Revan squad with a five-star Malak on it. Like, that was his one really good squad. And uh, after I cleared that, there was, like, nothing in the back. And I actually failed with my General Grievous squad against it because I don't have it set up to counter Revan that well. And usually, I can kill a couple characters in Arena with it anyways and sometimes just win outright. But I, I failed completely and utterly. So I threw in a burner team uh, just to get rid of all of their specials, put them all on cooldown. And then I took my Relic 1 Commander Luke team. It's a Relic 1 across the board with R2 and 3PO. I think 3PO is actually only 12. And um, I was able to actually just one-shot the Darth Revan squad. And, like The stars aligned and I killed Bastila quick. And then Relic 5 Malak leaves a lot to be desired. Like I just, just able to focus him down. And that was probably the most exciting piece of all of it. Uh, it you know, the, the thing too is I, I have my, my strategy for that account is to keep all my relics super low. Like Relic 3 is the highest and I only have that on two or three characters. And then after that, everything's just, you know, gear 13, straight up relic one or relic zero. And so I'm, I'm facing these other guys who are kind of have top heavy rosters, but aren't necessarily in the best guilds and are therefore they, you know, they don't have negotiator unlocked yet or something or something to deal with it. And so I think this week was the week of my fleet just never dying ever. And that's just a huge advantage. So I, I can attack. I'm like, oh man, I failed a couple attacks. This is bad. I was inefficient. And then my opponent's like, hey, don't worry. You, you can't kill. I can't kill your fleet anyway. So you win. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of bad. But it, I will say that's been a focus for my alt is to also make sure I have 
uh, two viable fleets. That's 100%. I've won a ton of matches just based off of that. So uh, yeah. good week for me, 6-0 and oh so far. Still undefeated after a long, long string of wins, actually. Uh, like, like it's approaching a 40-win streak, I think. Um, so uh, good good results in Division Three for mine. And how did your alt, who was in Division One and playing with the big boys now, how did he do? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, my, my alt is now 6 million and I have a Galactic Legend. Um, I went two and one though, so I'm I'm I was scared on the last one. Um, one of the things I found with my alt, so like you, I, I've controlled my relics on my alt. Um, I, I don't just give them out like I do on my main. In fact, I think I looked recently and my alt had almost exactly half of the relics that my main account did because. I'm trying to keep easier matchups for my alt account. And in doing that, I'm finding a lot of people that have a Galactic Legend, but don't want to deal with fighting a Galactic Legend. So in two of my battles this week, the person set down defenses that told me they would never be able to actually clear my Galactic Legend on defense. Um, one of them saw my ray on defense and just decided that wasn't going to attack. And the other one, I had to clear four teams and uh, ships, and I just had to do it efficiently, which I could do because I had all my teams to just clear these four teams. And he never even – he attacked, you know, my top zone. He attacked my fleet. And then he just never attacked my zone with Ray because they didn't want to deal with it. So I'm finding a lot of that on my alt. I did would you say have... that he? Would oh. you say that they attacked in a desultory fashion? <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, I did. I did lose one match though. I went two and one. It was against another guy with a Galactic Legend. We actually both kept our Galactic Legends for offense. It surprised me because. Looking at the Grand Arena history, he had always put, always put his Galactic Legend on defense. So I took mine for offense because on my alt, because I keep my relics so low, like even my clones have aren't uh, at R7. I don't have as good counters for Galactic Legends. So I kept my Galactic Legend thinking he's going to put his on defense. And then he ended up taking his for offense, and it became an efficiency match. And um, I think I scored like 1927, so I had a fantastic match, and then I got beat. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, I moved to four and two with my alt. It's, it's actually one of the rare times that my main account is doing better than my alt. Because my main account usually faces whales and dolphins um well my alt almost exclusively faces free-to-play players so usually my alt does a lot better but not this round yeah that that's interesting i, I thought of that earlier today like your alt is uh, it's still doing fine in terms of getting kyber and everything not not performing as well as it normally does though uh, and yeah. that's just 
just a function of getting tough matchups. Uh, that's yeah, that that's exactly what it is. It's um, I knew this was going to happen when I went for the Galactic Legends, but at the same time, if I didn't go for a Galactic Legend, I would be falling behind, and you can't catch up from not going for a Galactic Legend. It's not like in six months I can say, oh, I'm going to go for a Galactic Legend now. Uh, you know, I'll be done in a month. It would be in six months I would say, let me go for a Galactic Legend free to play, and it would take me another six months to get it. So I, I had to go for one at the start. And so it's kind of what I've walked into. Well, and you have the infrastructure to actually justify that. Uh, some people... Yeah. in when some people are trying for a galactic legend even on on my alt i run into these people who have like relic seven kylo ren and relic five phasma and i'm like you you just don't have the right teams to support this like right. it i i applaud your uh drive to be competitive but you need a former a stronger foundation that that's what it is and you know that brings up with the Jedi Knight Luke, a lot of people were pissed that as younger accounts they can't get Jedi Knight Luke. And I get that. It, 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 there's two different arguments being made. One is, yeah, I have a smaller account, but we're, also, we're already doing GOTB, and now I have to decide between getting Rolo or Negotiator. And that's a very valid argument. That would piss me off, quite frankly. The other one I've seen, and it's mostly on Reddit, is um, most. It, it's I'm a young account. I should be able to get Jedi Knight Luke tomorrow. And it's like, but you don't have Darth Revan, General Skywalker, or Jedi Knight Revan. Like everyone that got Jedi Knight Luke has worked their way up through all the legendaries. Um, the people now that I, I've talked to some people that they're skipping going for Darth Revan to get Jedi Knight Luke. And yes, in the future, Jedi Knight Luke probably is the better option, but Darth Revan's the much easier option to get at this point. Like, why would you, it's basically you're running the bases in baseball and you just automatically skip from first to third without ever going to second. It's kind of a, build up your roster before you take on this massive project because going for Jedi Knight Luke or either Galactic Legend is like at that GP you're that's basically half of your usable roster at that point yeah and even if you're getting decent characters like having Phasma on your <laughs> on your roster at super high relics like especially or, or even Rose I mean I yeah, I, I struggle to see the sense in these people going for them. Agreed. And, um, anyways, I I do think that it, it's disappointing not to get Luke. Uh, it certainly would have been disappointing to me, but he's not. He's right now. He is not extremely extremely relevant. Anyways, I I don't know you. He's great to have, especially as a tool for me, but he's just, he's playing, he's playing the DPS on Jedi Revan for me is what he's right. doing. Like he's basically yeah. replaced Grandmaster Yoda. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with Yoda now, actually. Uh, Padme. But, Fifth and Padme. 
I guess. I don't want to speed him up, though. And that, that, uh, yes. Anyway, so that, that's a totally different discussion. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah, I, I, I just I chuckle when people feel entitled to these characters, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I get it, it sucks to miss out. I, the rage is, um, the rage is perhaps I don't know. It, it undermines their credibility in, in yeah. my eyes. Uh, and get uh, mad, though. real quick good morning andy and it is morning for me as well not zareth and thank you for uh hosting us as well uh welcome welcome to the live stream of the podcast yeah uh, welcome with that said uh so zareth we're now headed into the third week of grand arena um what have you done to prepare for this upcoming week of Grand Arena? Well, I have focused entirely on getting Jedi Knight Luke up to Relic 7. He is Relic 7. He's modded. I think I'm going to throw my, for winning my week, I think I will end up throwing one of my 6E um, mod mats uh, on him for, for more offense. And that's basically it. I'm going to actually be remodding quite a few things uh, tonight after we're done with the podcast. I'll be remodding Vader. Uh, I'll be remodding my Supreme Leader Kylo a little bit. Uh, just, I don't know. There, there's certain things I'm going to be tinkering with, but overall it's Jedi Knight Luke. And then I, I also finished my farm for Resistance Hero Poe. He will not actually even be gear 12, before lock uh, he's been gear 11 for months uh, but at least my farming is done and I've basically just been farming stuff to get Ray eventually I'll get her I'm really hoping I'll have her available at least without her even without her ultimate by next uh, grand arena cycle there's no guarantees that's that's what three weeks from now is the start of the new J- grand arena cycle I, it's gonna be tough to make that but that's the goal currently. Um, so just throwing random gear onto resistance and waiting for the pressure to start farming uh, the Mandalorian characters and putting more gear on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Solo? Um, well, I was incredibly stupid and joined Grand Arena already. Um, so my plan was to have Jedi Knight Luke at R5, which I can do right now, now that my daily reset has gone by. Um, But instead, Jedi Knight Luke will be R4. I also, uh, I I sort of lucked out joining Grand Arena early because this afternoon I was bored and didn't want to do work. So instead I decided to remod a bunch of characters on my roster. Um, That includes Jedi Knight Luke got a remod, Vader got a remod. Um, so I buffed them up, much like you are doing. Uh, the one problem is I clicked join, and Jedi Knight Luke's remod was not finished. Um, <laughs> it, what happened is I have three pieces of an offense set on him and one of a crit damage set. So he's not getting his offense set bonus. I'm missing out on about uh, 900 uh, fit and physical damage because of this screw up. So I'm quite excited about that. 
Um, but I finished this week getting Phasma to R5. She was the last character I needed for farming Supreme Leader Kylo. I currently have 80 shards of Supreme Leader Kylo, so the light is at the end of the tunnel. I am going to be able to have control of my roster again in just a few short weeks. Um, hopefully by the start of the next Grand Arena season, I will be able to gear whoever I want without having to worry about missing <laughs> missing out on a character. Um, and I can tell you that character that I'm gearing up first will be Mandalorian because I have grief at uh, G11 already and double Zeta. Before Jedi Knight Luke dropped, I put two Zetas on the Mandalorian expecting to gear him up while I was also relicking my First Order members and then Jedi Knight Luke dropped and so I have not been able to gear Mandalorian. He's just sitting there with two Zetas at gear eight right now. So very soon I will be working on the Mandalorian as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I'm, I'm excited for, um, I'm excited for that day for me as well. It's going to be a while though uh, for me, unfortunately, but I've done it to myself as well. I'm, I haven't been as focused as I probably should be and yeah. I'm paying the consequences. And so pretty soon I'm going to stop complaining about facing double galactic legends. <laughs> because In you fact, won't be the galactic, double galactic legend. <laughs> well, well, uh, there's that, but then I, I also just think, so it, it feels unfair that I have to face double galactic legends, but it, it's, uh, it's, something that I'm in the bed of my own choosing. And, you know, I, I, I have made a concerted effort this week. Like I can tell people, yeah, it was tough to beat double galactic legends. I can evaluate that it was a, it was difficult, but I need to be fair and say like, <laughs> it, it's my own damn fault. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just need to stop, stop complaining about it, stop worrying about it and just embrace the, um, the, the, amount of disregard people have for my account when they only have to face one. So. <laughs> that and we can't really complain that much about facing double galactic legends because we're both three and one so far this season against double galactic legends. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and MF Bison, I'm just going to call you MF for now. Um, you say that the off season is only like one day. My guess is that that is an oversight on their planning on CG. I think I think that will be amended. I will be shocked if it's not shocked and dismayed. So uh, I, do, I do like my off week. I love Grand Arena, but I do like my off week. Dude, it's it's such a strange thing. I was thinking about that. Like our whole thing about this game is Grand Arena. Like that's that's our focus. You know, we enjoy other things, but that's our thing. That's our focus. And yet it is so stressful to think of just going from one Grand Arena season into another one without any kind of break. Yeah. The last Grand Arena break uh, before this one, I actually picked up uh, Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, 5, 4 again. I was like, wow, I liked this game. And then Grand Arena started and I haven't had a night free since. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Agreed. So, uh, I think that that's about it for this week. Um, 
our show has gone two hours. I think that's probably going to end up being our thing. It, it, we, not the solo and I've talked about it, so that might change. But oh. <laughs> I think that two hours is more than enough uh, time uh, for people to have to listen to our blather. So um, I will just say it, it's been great. And I think Solo has some things to share <laughs> about how to get us to um, get you guys to our other content. And not not just our content, but we also have... We also have some great resources available. If you like Grand Arena, if uh, if you want some practical uh, things to help boost you in uh, in your standings and getting getting stronger at Grand Arena, then uh, check out some of the stuff Solo will explain now. Yes, um, and maybe Zareth can put a couple links in the chat as well. So <laughs> putting you to work too now, Zareth. So yeah. the go. one thing is we both obviously uh, record and now stream all of our Grand Arena fights. So we both have um, Twitch links and YouTube links. And what that lets us do, and Zareth just put it in the chat, is we have a Google document that is a counter sheet. This is all the teams that we have faced. And it'll tell you the five members on the team that we faced. It'll tell you the members of the team that we used to counter that team. And then most importantly, there will be a timestamped link to the right of it. And you click on that link, it'll bring you directly to the fight. You will see how the counter worked. You'll see was it successful? What was the turn order? What moves we took? You will see everything about the fight that we did. So you can see if the counter can work for you as well. Um, now those timestamped links are for our YouTube pages. Our YouTube easy to find. All you have to do is, uh, go to YouTube and search for my name, S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. You will find me on YouTube. Um, uh, for Zareth, you just have to search his name. It's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. You will find him on YouTube, uh, under his name. And then... On Twitch, I'm the same. It's just SoloBase15. You'll find me on Twitch. Um, Zareth, <laughs> somebody stole Zareth's name. So to find Zareth on Twitch, uh, it's his name of Zareth underscore prevails because Zareth always prevails. Um, In all things. And then finally, uh, we have our Discord channel. I, I counted it up. And we have about a thousand people on our Discord channel, and legitimately almost twenty percent of them uh, made Kyber, and they're the most active ones in chat. So there's a lot of people, not just us, to answer your questions if you come in to our Discord channel. It's mostly Grand Arena focused, but we also talk about territory battles and territory wars or whatever event is going on. There's always somebody there to help. It's an excellent resource for you. Um, the link is in the chat of our Twitch stream. It's going to be in the description below. Uh, if you're listening to this um, podcast form, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, the links to all of this stuff will also be uh, in our YouTube videos. So if you find us on YouTube, you can find all of these links as well. And so with that, Zareth, this was our first live stream of the podcast. I think it's time to finally call an end to it. 
I agree. That was fun, guys. Thanks for interacting. We actually had a way bigger showing than I expected. Uh, I think we got over 10 at one point watching. So I, I know that that's two, two o'clock in the morning <laughs> for super, super late or early or whatever. Um, and, and for our very first stream, who knows if we'll probably just get like three next time, but uh, it was great interacting with you guys. Great. Uh, just doing this live finally after we've talked about it for a few months so yeah. um and, and huge shout out to solo here who <laughs> you you said you you're the one who set up all of the all the different stuff here uh huge props to you appreciate it man thank you sir and actually i'm going to echo what we said in the beginning of the show for anyone that joined us at the end a big shout out to the escape podcast guys uh they really uh, helped push to get our Twitch page uh, growing, and they did a fantastic job at it. So uh, they are making a push for a thousand subscribers on YouTube. I strongly encourage you to go and subscribe on YouTube or on Twitch. Please do both, actually. And if you want to follow us on the GAC Center, uh, it will be posted to their uh, YouTube page and it'll be streamed live on their Twitch page. So even if it's for incredibly selfish reasons of only following us, please follow them because by following them, you're following us as well. <laughs> and <laughs> and with, uh, with that level of selfishness, <laughs> let's sign off. <laughs> yes. And remember evil sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dicks. <laughs> Have a good night and week, everyone.